Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at nortonsimon.org. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. LAS Studios. All right. What's up, y'all? This is our 100th episode. Thanks for sticking around with us so far. Today, we're celebrating the milestone with one of my favorite things. And if you got to ask what it is, then I know you are not paying attention. That's right. Food. <laughs> I've got some special guests in the studio today. The one, the only, Gop Chevron, food editor here at LAS. Hey, Brian. And we got Evan Jacoby, our producer, here on the show. Yo, 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 yo. Last week, Evan and I went to Silver Lake. Yeah, without me, huh? We did have Chris with us, though. Yeah, Chris Farias, our social media producer. Okay. And I do gotta say, might have been the best eats yet. That's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm gonna try to hold back my jealous thoughts. Just tell me all about it, though. Wanna roll the tape, Gob? All right, here we go. It's a cloudy morning in Silver Lake. The sun is peeking out just ever so slightly. Cars are whizzing by. There's a slight nip to the air, but I think it's still going to be a cool day. What you got there, Chris? It's the, I don't know how to pronounce it actually, misaguru? Misaguru? Black sesame latte. Tell me about it. It's actually really yummy. Their cold foam on top is super thick. It's sweet, and it has that sesame-like aftertaste, which is really yummy. I was actually bummed out that Brian wasn't coming because he likes getting coffee first, and I feel like sometimes we don't stop by the coffee spot. See, that's why Chris, he's my girl. He knows me well. He usually likes to shit on Gob <laughs> for his choices sometimes. What you meant to say was Brian is has a head for content. And he, he loves any opportunity to create controversy because it stirs it stirs us up. It stirs me up all the time. It's true. Wow, God, shade. All right, where are we at? What's going on? We're at Bodega Park, uh, which is a cafe on Sunset Boulevard. Really great breakfast and lunch items. They have some excellent coffee drinks, which we're going to sample today and hopefully talk to the owner. When you look at the menu, you will see things like a chopped cheese, a pork roll, and what have you. And so what owner and restaurateur Eric Park has done, he's sort of a student of the sandwich. And he takes a lot of what he learned through his culinary background and kind of adapted it, the bodega-style menu, for a West Coast audience. There's a, a bit of a line, but it's starting to die down. Should we, should we get in there? So we're going to go ahead and order a couple different things today. Let's do a bacon, egg, and cheese, avocado, egg, and cheese, a bulgogi roll. That's it for right now. So 
I have never actually lived in Silver Lake. I've lived close by, but I have been visiting this area for a good 20 years, give or take. It is kind of ground zero for quote unquote East Side cool, right? As far as Los Angeles goes and how we think and talk about Los Angeles. That being said though, within those last two couple of decades, it's grown up a little bit, okay? It may not be as edgy as it used to be in that respect. I'm like looking around, yeah, I'm like, I don't see any 18 year olds, but I see a lot of people who were probably cool in 18, 20 years ago. Right, right, and a lot of those people who were cool in 18 years ago, they've probably had children, bought houses, you know? So it's a more mature version of what it used to be in that respect. Hey, what's up guys? Hey, my name's Eric Park, the owner of uh, Bodega Park here in Silver Lake. So we got uh, three sandwiches here, the bulgogi roll, and then our bacon, egg, and cheese, and um, the avo egg and cheese is just avocado instead of bacon. So in typical Cheap Fast Eats fashion, we have already to start the day off way too much food. Six sandwiches for three people. Um, what are you most excited about? What, what have you tried before? What haven't you tried? Uh, so I've tried the bacon, egg, and cheese and the bulgogi. We have some beautifully marinated pork. And then my favorite part, big old slab of raw white onion. Just sending my heart a flutter, so. Next we have the bacon, egg, and cheese. Similar bun, spongy inside, crunchy outside, thick cut bacon, and American cheese uh, with uh, the fried egg in there too as well. And finally, if meat is not your vibe, the avo egg and cheese, avocado egg and cheese. Again, this is American cheese, not cheddar cheese. Let's make that distinction first off. For me, what makes it or breaks it when it comes to a sandwich, a breakfast sandwich, is um, the bread. So if it's too hard, it, it's, it's a bad sandwich. And I think this one, the bread was very fluffy. You could tell it's fresh. It was warm. I feel like each one of these sandwiches represents our personality. <laughs> All right, tell me how you identify as a uh, marinated bulgogi, please. Well, I, I bring, you know, the spicy flavor, you know? Chris brings the, the saltiness, and, and you bring sort of, you know, the, I'm the annoying soy boy with the avocado. Sort of like the crunchy granola, you know? Uh, avo. All right, cool, cool, cool. So, Brian, we did ask a question that I know is burning in your mind and heart. Is Silver Lake the east side? Is it East L.A.? Is it east of the west side? This is a question that we wanted to pose because you know that you can't ask it without pissing somebody off. Yes. Right. Lots of thoughts. So we figured we'd go right to the chefs themselves to get their thoughts. Oh man, I mean honestly, I know there's that debate about it. I love to think that I'm part of the, the east side. Not that I have anything against the west side, but I just feel so much more comfortable. The culture, the personalities, the, the people, the, the attitude, it's, I identify with it way more. Yeah, I'm, I'm just comfortable here. Tell me how the concept for Bodega Park came about. I love sandwiches. When I lived in New York, I'd always get just a breakfast sandwich and a coffee at a local bodega or corner market. Came back to LA because we had a kid 
and we just wanted to come back home and settle here and there was not really a place in LA that just did coffee and sandwiches. I really wanted to find a spot in Silver Lake. It wasn't like mainstream LA, it was it had like a lot of creatives, a lot of diverse cultures that were here. It, it seemed more organic here. And back then there weren't a lot of chef-driven restaurants. And so we opened up Black Hog, which was a gastropub, full service restaurant, beer, wine. Did that for like five years and the hours are real crazy. I was deciding how can I keep doing this life and be there for the kids. So just decided to pivot to something more daytime. I gotta tell you, Brian, this sandwich was exactly in your wheelhouse. Simple, great flavor, Korean spices with like a hint of sweetness. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not there, I'm a little jealous. Okay, just move on, let's go, let's go, come on. We are currently on the corner of Sunset Boulevard and Hyperion, one of the more iconic intersections of the Silver Lake neighborhood. We've got a La Colombe coffee, Madewell men's, a Warby Parker, murals aplenty. You have Pazzo Gelato, which has been here, I think, for about 17 years oh, or something. Yeah. And there was also a Salt and Straw that just opened up up the street a couple weeks ago, which some people are a little bit upset about. <laughs> just in case you wanted some controversy in your ice cream. Chef Ryan Wong here at Needle is doing Hong Kong style. Now, if we consult our history books, Hong Kong used to be a colony of Great Britain now has become part of the greater nation of China. Ryan is a Southern California resident, but grew up with Chinese parents. So he's giving his own take on sort of these traditional dishes and making it fun, hip, cool, you know, for the Silver Lake audiences. Hong Kong is one of the first truly international cities, right? Totally. Like of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we're gonna try some dishes that are reflective of that today too cool. as well. And it's gonna blow your mind. Great, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and order classic French toast. The chair fung, that's the rice roll with the sesame, right? Okay, we'll do that because I think Evan's gonna like that. Popcorn chicken? Sure. What spice level would you like? You got mild, medium, hot, spicy, hot damn. Hurt us. We want pain. Okay. My name is Ryan Wong and we're at Needle. This is my restaurant. We specialize in kind of updated takes on Hong Kong cuisine. I grew up in LA, I was born and raised here, and my parents are from Hong Kong. It's flavors that are very clean, that are light, but also there's more Western take on it too because Hong Kong was a British colony. So there's a lot to play with, a lot of grounds to work with. What's uh, something that your parents made you that you were like, all right, I gotta, I gotta open this restaurant? Oh man, my mom's a really good cook actually. She makes these chicken wings that are kind of seared and then braised in this soy sauce, ginger, scallion. It's kind of one of those things where you just want to lick your fingers when you eat it. Chef Ryan spent a good amount of time cooking in fine dining restaurants. So when you try things like the coconut foam on this oolong tea, you're like, ah, this makes sense. Some would call it elevated. It's bringing a level of innovation. This is uh, popcorn chicken. I think we got it spicy, so. It looks very so good. <laughs> it's like the size and shape of karaage, but very much not looking like the consistency, like the, the fry, yeah. the breading. Yeah. What the hell, man? Wow, 
Walk me through this. Yes, the classic French toast. It's a layer of peanut butter between two slices of bread, deep fried maple syrup and condensed milk dribbled on top with salted butter. The dish is pretty common in Hong Kong cafes. We have one that's our own twist, which uses a salted duck egg yolk instead of peanut butter in the middle, and so it eats like a custard. It has like a salty, sweet flavor profile. I kind of like describe it as like the texture of like an apple fritter almost, if you think about it in that kind of context. What do you even describe that as? It's like being at a state fair at a donut shop in Hong Kong. It's a California state fair in Hong Kong. That's like the most Silver Lake thing I've ever said, but it's delicious. It reminds me of absolutely nothing. I've never had that flavor combination before in my life. Really quickly here, like when I used to live in that area, I used to see a lot of people who were like locals. And I think that was a beautiful thing that you're able to like walk along sunset and just like go buy certain things. So I love that you say that we don't want to lose the localness of Silver Lake because there's still some essence there. But I do want to say the portrayal of Silver Lake slash areas around it is kind of the media's fault. There's this Netflix show that is called Eastsiders and it's based in Silver Lake. And I'm like, is it the Eastsiders though? Like, I don't know. Chef Wong actually had something to say about that. Why did you choose Silver Lake to open up a restaurant? I felt like I needed a community that would get behind a restaurant like this, like a small business. Elsewhere, it would probably be a little bit more difficult because like, if I was in the suburbs and it's a little more commercialized, it's not so much about supporting the small guy. You know, Silver Lake, Echo Park, kind of the surrounding areas, this is kind of where those independent operators would thrive a little better. If you consider yourself on the east side, would you call yourself East LA, east of West LA? I live further east from here, so this, I mean, this would be my west side, but like in the grand scheme of things, it's, I guess you would, it'd be considered east, yeah. So Silver Lake, what Ryan was just saying is kind of interesting to me, because like Silver Lake, you think about it as sort of the epitome, right, of like LA hipster dome, and it's almost like you say, oh, I went to this cool Silver Lake restaurant, and you're like expecting whoever you say that to to almost roll their eyes into the back of their head. Sort of become a cliche at this point. (laughs) It is, right. But then you have places like this that I feel like I don't see that that often in other parts of LA. Like, Correct. What I don't know. Tell me about that. Like, how how does how does Silver Lake still make room for places like Needle? Yeah, I mean, it's a question for the ages, no doubt. That is still trying to establish an answer for because as we stand here on the corner of Sunset and Hyperion, we've got a Shake Shack, we've got a La Colombe, we've got a Happy Socks, a Madewell. These are all major global corporations, and in the shadow of that, you have Needle small independent business with a chef-driven concept doing something that's innovative. I think we could use Silver Lake as an example for gentrification because it's like with the influx of a lot of these larger corporate entities coming into the neighborhood, you know, this is what it looks like when Erewhon comes to town, essentially. That's not to say there isn't some good quality eats for a decent price that you can try The spaces are managing to coexist with each other as far as that goes. But the question is, for how long? Okay, this last spot is a first for Cheap Fast Eats. 
we finally hit up a food truck. Without me, again, y'all. Without me. Wah, wah. <laughs> oh, is this our guy? This is our guy right here. The truck's name is Simon, run by Chef Francisco Paco to his friends. It is a Marisco's truck, so he specializes in tacos and cocktails and aguachiles, so different types of Mexican seafood. It's going to blow our socks away. So here you have a good rundown of different tacos, all for around $5.50. We have a fish al pastor, a Baja fish or shrimp, shrimp and pork, soft shell crab, gobernador, pescadilla, enchilada suiza, asada, pork chop, and veggie. He also has a selection of aguachiles, ceviches, and cocktails you can also choose from too, so. Can you ask him the difference between the aguachiles and the ceviches? Queríamos preguntarle, um, ¿nos puede explicar la diferencia entre el aguachile y el, el, y el ceviche? Yeah. El ceviche es, es más como ensalada, es, tiene tomate, cucumber, cebolla, cilantro, y el aguachile es más, yo lo considero más como una sopa fría. So basically he was saying that the ceviche is more like a salad, you, you get the, the tomato, the cilantro, the onion, but then the aguachile, he sees it more as a soup because it's been marinated for many, many hours and it's just more liquidy. And then he explains how there's different chiles. He said there's verde, negro, rojo, or the clásico. Something that caught my attention is the rojo because he said they use a chile from Oaxaca. Chintexle. Chef Paco is very interesting for a lot of reasons, but first and foremost, he cooked in Oaxaca and Chiapas. You wouldn't really associate mariscos with those types of areas. So I just think it's super fascinating because he's bringing these totally different culinary experiences to a taco truck along Sunset Boulevard in Silver Lake. And for the cost, you're gonna be like, I, I don't even know how this makes sense. What have you done, Gob? This is dinner for five, and it's our fourth lunch. This is one of the most beautiful spreads that I've ever stared down, and I am as far from hungry as I have been in a long time. Welcome to my world. Finally feeling Brian's pain. This taco looks like it's al pastor. If you didn't tell me it was fish, I would not even think it would be fish. Now let's taste it. <laughs> okay. It's not fishy at all, which is what I was kind of worried about. It's it's kind of like an al pastor taco. <laughs> it's all the seasoning that an al pastor would have. But instead of the meat being like chewy, it's it, it just kind of dissolves. Try this. It's not mm. fishy. It's not. It really is. Shrimpies. It's not. It's really not. This is delicious. It's a creamy, salty shrimp with avocado. I'm sorry, Brian, we're eating a lot of avocado today, you know? Brian is missing out. Did we just turn you into a seafood eater? No. <laughs> Maybe. Silver Lake is the de facto hipster ground zero of the universe or whatever you want to call it. 
But the thing is, is that Los Angeles is constantly changing and evolving. Silver Lake's really no different. I think we owe it to some of these independent business owners to try their food and take that journey with them. You don't necessarily need to be a hipster to understand it. Okay, um, one last thing before we go. <laughs> Just gonna go ahead and swap my headphones here. All right, you wanna turn on your mic? I feel like Gob knows what you're doing and I don't, and I don't like this <laughs> at all. Hi, Brian. Hi. You wanna follow me? Oh, okay, sure. Let's go. Okay, we're, go we're going, we're leaving the studio for some reason. Do I need my badge? We're not going far. Okay. Okay, we're going outside. Oh my God, what is this? So I'm gonna let uh, Gob handle some of this because I've got the uh, microphone in hand. Oh, is this from the episode? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, this is yeah. bulgogi? Oh my goodness, what a, a circle. What do you say? Full circle, yay. Okay, well, let me taste this. Thanks to everyone who listens to this podcast every day it publishes. Show it some love, share it with your friends, write a review, send it to your tia or your tío. And we got the black sesame coffee that Chris wanted you to try. <laughs> oh yeah, Chris knows me. He knew I would love this. Sesame seed coffee. It's just delicious. And then I don't know if we're supposed to light candles in here. Oh my God. You're just gonna have to blow it quickly. Oh cute, hold on. Let me record this for TikTok. They were sold out of zeros. <laughs> That's so all good. It's a one. That's all good. Thanks so much to the owner and people who work at Bodega Park, Simone and Needle. And thanks to Chris Farias for joining us in the field. Aww. I don't know what you sing for a hundred episode sandwich instead Yay. of a birthday cake, but yeah. This is awesome. Aw, thanks, God. We're the bestest. And to Evan, who's holding the mic and he's not on camera yet. Thanks, y'all. This is so cute. Oh my God. I almost cried, but I didn't today. This episode was produced by Evan Jacoby and Megan Botel. Our other producer is Victoria Alejandro. We'll be back next time to chat about AI and how that type of thing is impacting the writer's strike. Okay, Gob, where are we going to next? You know, I love this question. You do. You do. <laughs> and it's always, you know, a toss-up since there's so many great places. Do we go to Inglewood? Do we go to Hollywood? Or any of the other woods out there? I don't know. But uh, woods. But if you have a place that you would like, shoot me a DM, email me, tweet me. Love to hear from you. Chris Farias is our social media producer. Erica Washington writes our newsletter. Our engineer is Hasmik Pagosian. Megan Larson is our executive producer. And I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. 
one lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at Elias.com slash sweeps. Hi, I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, and we are back for another round. This is clearly an NPR audience. (laughs) I think they're so smart. What the hell? My guests this time are actor Vela Lavelle and author Amanda Montel, whose new book, The Age of Magical Overthinking, is out now. Join us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum for book talk, trivia, and hot takes. Tickets can be found at laist.com slash events.